0: KCMI-TV. Thank you for being with me tonight. I missed you uh, last week uh, because we had our conference and had a a really blessed time in the Lord with our spring conference. So uh, I'm glad to be with you. I feel like I have a word of the Lord for you. And I want to start off tonight out of the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. And I don't think we realize the impact of what Paul is speaking here under the unction of the Holy Ghost. He said, therefore, if any man, I love that any man, it's not specific to one culture or color or decree. God said, this is available. This is what happens to anybody. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. I think King James says uh, creature, but All of your original translations say creation. And uh, it says old things pass away and it doesn't say old things become new. It said all things become new. So I'm going to go back just for a moment in here when it says old things. This is what old things means in the original language. It means original things. It means beginning things, and it means ancient things. And so for all of us, before we're regenerated in Christ, there are ancient things in us. Some of the things that we struggle with before we get saved come down through a bloodline. If you'll trace them back, it's not just you that's having a problem with that, but you'll find out your grandfather had a problem with it, or your great-grandfather. It's an historical thing. And so the Bible begins to tell us, he said, when you accept Christ, you get in Christ. Ancient things, things that come from the beginning in your bloodline pass away. It literally means they perish. God doesn't just conquer them, he kills them. And that all things become new. So there's something taking place here that God says that the creature that you were, the individual that you were before you came to Christ literally dies This is why the scripture will use the metaphors like we are buried with him in baptism. That you're actually going back and this new creation is exactly like the creation in the Garden of Eden. That God makes this individual brand new. He has the nature of Christ, the image of Christ. And God says that when we get in Christ, that Everything about us dies in our nature, and everything becomes new, brand new. What is that? God gives us the nature of our elder brother, Jesus Christ. And so now uh, we no longer try to conquer things because they're dead. You don't have to conquer something that's dead. You don't find an enemy that's in the ground. And so the Lord says this. He said, I am dealing with your enemy. I'm dealing with your old nature, and I'm going to bury him. The ancient things, the beginning things, he said, I'm going to deal with them. And when you come and resurrect in Christ, God says you got a new nature. And so this is why we don't have to worry about rehabilitating our old man because God buries him. And so uh, the first thing that happens when we get regenerated and Christ makes us a new creation, the first thing that happens is we are repositioned in our life. Say, what does that mean? It means in in, in Ephesians Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2, it declares that God takes us, he repositions us, and it says that we are made now. To sit with Jesus Christ in heavenly places. And, so, and I was thinking about this that uh, one scripture talks about that Jesus sits in heaven and he forever maketh intercession for us with groanings, or he maketh intercession for us. So if you picture this, because Ephesians, this chapter, I think it's six, says that Christ, after he rose from the dead, he sits on the right hand of the Father, and he's making intercession for us. Now, we know the Bible says that the devil is an accuser of the brethren, but think about this. If the Father's on the throne, and Jesus Christ is sitting next to him, Then the Bible also says sitting next to Jesus is us. So when the accuser of the brethren begins to level accusations against us, on one side of Jesus is the Father, on the other side is us. The Father can look at Jesus and listen to him defend us and make intercession for us, and he's looking at us. And he then allows the defense, the advocate of Jesus Christ to loose us from the accusations of the enemy. And so God repositions us um, there. So one of the things that that really has impacted me in the last few months, and I've been thinking about this, is that when you and I become a new creation in Christ Jesus, it changes us from temporary or temporal beings to eternal beings. So you and I now, we are eternal beings. We will never die. You say, well, everybody dies. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. Our house passes away. Paul called it a tent. It's it's a temporary abode that this eternal man lives in. And so we live in this temporary tent or abode because we are carrying out the intent and the will of God. But you and I are eternal. We can't die. The devil cannot kill us. And one of the reasons for this is before Jesus died, there was only one covenant. It was the Old Testament. It was the Old Covenant. When you study the Old Covenant... It didn't have a lot of mercy in it. I mean, when you go back and you read about uh, the demands of the law in the the Old Covenant, for example, if children smarted off to their parents, they were stoned. If you had, if you stole, you got your hand cut off. If a man and a woman were caught in adultery, they were killed. Homosexuality brought a death sentence. I mean, there was no mercy under the old covenant. You were you were you had to live by the law. And the reason God made a new covenant is He knew that man without the power of the Holy Ghost in Him, the nature of Christ, could not fulfill that fulfill the law. So, before we get saved, we're all under the law. But also, the devil is under the old covenant. And if you want to sum up the old covenant, it's this? It's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. God said, whatever you do, that's what you're going to reap. When we got saved, when Jesus put his blood on the mercy seat, and he's sitting in the room there and he's eating the the Passover, he said this, he said, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until I drink it new in the kingdom of God, a new covenant. He fulfills it with his blood. So what happens is, is when we get in Christ, God takes us and he pulls us out of the old covenant where there's no mercy and he sticks us in the new covenant. So there is a separation now between old covenant and new covenant, between old unregenerated people and the devil and the new regenerated people that's you and I. And what separates us, what protects us is the blood. The devil cannot cross the bloodline. And uh, the promises of God, this book is full of the promises of God, but what makes these promises effective is our faith. And uh, they're not just God says it and boom, it just happens. It requires the addition of our faith with it. And so in um, 2 Timothy 4 and 18, this is the English Standard Version, he says, The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed, and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. When you become a new creation in Jesus Christ, there's this divine protection that is now around you and me, and the enemy cannot take us out. I walk in the assurance every day that whatever happens to me, if I'm in the will of God, even if it looks bad at the moment, I will come out of this with victory because all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. What God is trying to do is get you and me to begin to realize I am not a temporal being. I am an eternal being. And so I am separated from the devil's power by the blood of Jesus Christ. Um, Romans chapter 7 verse 22 and 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16, and there's other verses that talk about this, but it talks about the inward man. That's who I'm talking about right now. The eternal man is not this. You and I are gonna, if God tarries, eventually we will die. And this, this house will dissolve, this outer man. But the inward man in it can't die. And so when God puts the inner man in us, the inner man in you is what protects the outer man. And we're not under the curse of sin. This, is, this, is, this eternal man in us has the ability to protect us from sickness, disease, the weapons that hell forms against us, I truly believe that the joy that most of us enjoy in life and the blessing is because the inner man in us, the eternal man, is sitting on the right hand of the Father. And he is declaring protection over us by the Spirit of the Lord. Um, 2 Corinthians 1.22, and boy, I like this. It says that God has sealed us And given the earnest of the Spirit of Christ in our heart. And I want to just for a moment talk about uh, the word sealed. Uh, In the Old Testament, um, traditionally they would say that when uh, a man would go to the market uh, and he would begin to purchase things, large sacks of grain or animals or whatever, that Um, He didn't take it right then, but to show that it belonged to him, he would give a down payment and he would put a seal on it. He would would use his seal. And that seal said, this is mine. This is who I am. And he was declaring by the seal that I'm going to come back and get what I've already put the down payment on. This is what the scripture is talking about. It says, he has sealed us. And this is what the word seal means. It means to set a mark on us for security from the devil. So one of the benefits of becoming a new creation is God, hallelujah, marked us. No wonder the Antichrist is going to use a mark It's because he's counterfeiting what God has already done. In fact, the New Testament teaches that God will mark you and I. He will seal us with a physical mark. And when you get saved, in the Spirit, God takes a seal and he stamps you in the Holy Ghost. Now, we can't see that seal with our natural eyes, but the devil can I truly believe that when the enemy comes around my home and, and, and things that I have, that he has to back off because he sees a seal that declares ownership, that this is just not free range. You know, I, I, there are some states that, that have horses that have just run wild for years and, and we still have them. They don't belong to anybody. It's just whoever wants to go in, if you can capture them and break them, then they're yours. You and I are not mavericks that are running wild. We have been sealed by the Holy Ghost. And in the natural, it's not visible, but I'm telling you that God put a mark on you. Hallelujah. He sealed you by the Spirit that when the enemy comes in to get you, he realized, oh, I can't touch them because I see the seal. And not only that, the Bible says that he has given us the earnest of the Holy Spirit. And the the word earnest literally means the down payment. So when you and I receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and oh, it's a marvelous thing. But you know what God says? Son and daughter, you think that's good? That's just the down payment. You haven't seen. No one of the scriptures says I has not seen and ear has not heard. Neither has entered into the heart of men those things that God has prepared for those that love him. As good as God is to us, as great as it is to be in his presence, the Lord said, That's just the down payment. And so when we are marked by God, it protects us. I mean you think about this, you go back to the Old Testament. When Israel was in Egypt, and the Lord said, I'm killing everything, every firstborn, whether it's man or beast or servant. And this applied even to Israel. And the Lord told Moses, he said, you tell them that they got to mark their houses with what? The blood. And he said, if there's a mark on their house, Here's the thing, if the Egyptians would have slain the lamb and put it on the doorposts of their house, the enemy, the death angel, would have had to pass that Egyptian's house. But see, the Egyptians didn't believe in the power of the blood. But Moses, somehow, he portrayed to them the importance of this. And the Bible says that the Israelites, what did they do? They marked their houses, and the no wonder we we, we sing the song, "When I see the blood, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass over you." We're singing about that moment because here comes the death angel through Goshen, and he's coming with the intent of killing, and every time he passed by an Israeli house, he had to sheath his sword because there was the mark of the blood on the doorposts and the linens which was a type of the cross in the blood of Jesus you and I are marked today and the enemy cannot touch us because we are eternal beings and one of the reasons he can't touch us is because we sit in heavenly places and the devil can't go there because he can't cross the bloodline and so uh, I, I wanted to to read as I end today uh, out of the book of Romans chapter 8 Uh, a few verses i'm going to start with verse 33 i love this passage says who shall lay anything to the charge of god's elect and see that goes back to remember what i told you that jesus christ is sitting right now and we're sitting on the side of him and when the devil comes in to accuse us he can't lay anything to god's elect says for it is god that justifieth Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, and maketh intercessions for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? For it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long, We are counted as sheep for the slaughter, but nay, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And oh, I love this verse, for I am persuaded that neither death, life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, nor things to come, height, depth, or any other creature can be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord there is nothing that can happen in your life if you are sealed by Christ and you are sitting with him today in heavenly places that can separate you take that mark off of you capture you and have dominion over you I'll end with this thought. Eternal people should never be defeated by temporary problems. And yes, we do live in a natural house, so you and I encounter natural problems. But we're an eternal being. And whatever your temporary situation is, you will come out of this. I can tell you that from experience. I look at what God has done in my life and I look at where I've been. Um, I remember being homeless, no, no money, just at the mercy of people. When I came to Nashville, I was homeless. And uh, I look at what God has done today. Listen, if God can do this for me, you know why I'm here where I am today? Because I was sealed by the Holy Ghost and all of the things that I encountered and all the things that you've encountered, Paul said this, I am persuaded that nothing is ever going to move me from my position in Christ Jesus. You hold your ground. Don't let the devil steal your praise, because weeping may endure for night, but joy cometh in the morning. God bless you. I care about you. And uh, till I see you again, stay strong in the Lord.